Sony is very lucky that his father is a better person than Oli. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day, he's the biggest fool in Manchester. And that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. No one <laughs> wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. It's the Bola Boys coming at you during FA Cup weekend. Uh, today we are a duo. It's me and Vis. Kaiser, unfortunately, is uh, not taking Liverpool's form very well. Uh, compounded by the fact that Arsenal are top of the league and Man United are doing very well. He's decided to, uh, you know, <laughs> step step away from the pod until uh, things maybe are a bit rosier. But Vis, how are we feeling? Good, bro. Actually, not bad. I I mean, if we had recorded maybe last week, maybe I would have told you not so great, but not bad. Not Come bad. on, man. I'm happy, bro. I'm happy. You must be flying. Yeah, I am. I am. Definitely. ETH I just don't want to... Uh, I don't want to get overconfident, bro. You know, because we've been burned in the past so many times, man. I mean, we're taking one step closer to like... Like in the Carabao Cup, for example, one step closer to silverware. But then again, I just don't want to get carried away. I just love how the team is playing. You know, touch wood, no injuries. And just let's see. Lah. Let's see how long we can, you know, keep going. But otherwise, looking at the league, and uh, we'll go into individual matches, obviously, soon enough. But Arsenal, you know, still five points clear with a game in hand over Manchester City. Um, Newcastle flying high in third, deservedly so, I would say. Man United in fourth. Spurs picking up points here and there. They are five points clear in the Europa League spaces. And down below, we see Bournemouth in 18th, Everton in 19th, and Southampton level with them, but below in goal difference. Everton have uh, sacked Fat Frank, deservedly so again. I don't know how it took so long, long to get yeah, to this point. Exactly. And they brought in... The the legend Sean Dyche. Yeah, uh, I think they tried to get Marcelo Bielsa in, but he wasn't so keen. Um, so yeah, so they settled with Sean Dyche. How do you think that that's gonna go? I think very good, you know, appointment. Sean Dyche, Premier League proven, bro. I mean, he's a no bullshit type of manager. Gets the job done. I mean, obviously not gonna be winning league titles after league titles, but but he knows no. he knows his way around, lah, bro. Like struggling teams and all, lah. He knows how to sort of keep them afloat and I think it's a good appointment compared to Lampard. Huh? Th- uh, but the thing is, we haven't seen Sean Dyche come in as a manager in any other form except and him turn, and Burnley. Uh, and then turn them around, right? We still yeah, yet to see that. So la. I think true. in that sense, it's an unknown uh, quantity. But what we do know is he'll play 4-4 fucking 2. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> There's some big <laughs> motherfuckers up top. Sorry <laughs> for my language. Uh, which to be fair, Everton do have a very physical side. Um, so it'll be interesting to see 20 games played we're just over the halfway line normally they say 40 points for safety so they've got Usually, you know, yeah. they, they really have to uh, find a few results but speaking of Sean Dyche as well uh, have you seen how Burnley are doing in championship? no flying Why? man they're flying, flying under huh? company yeah flying mm. under company playing really uh, expensive sort of football which is un, you know, very unburnly. Company as well, still quite a rookie manager. I think he was just at Anderlecht before, if I want to, if I'm not mistaken. And then now he's come to Burnley. Burnley, really well, good for him. Uh, so I think they will probably come up. 
again, still early and the early championship days. is a mad league, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Looks, yeah, very possible we'll see them back in the Premier League. Uh, I'm I'm rambling on only because uh, I want to delay. <laughs> talk. I want to delay talking about Liverpool as long as we can, <coughs> but unfortunately, I think I've run out of uh, things to talk yeah, about. Fair. So on today's review section, we're going to be looking at Liverpool versus Chelsea. That was a fixture last season, the early kickoff on Saturday, the twenty-first, and then we'll talk about a completely contrasting fixture in. Uh, Man United versus Arsenal, or Arsenal versus Man United rather. Arsenal at home, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal at yeah. home. You know, the funny thing is, I was watching the because we decided to do the review on these two games, right? When I was watching the Liverpool Chelsea game towards the end, I was like, "How the fuck are we going to review this, man? Like, what are we going to talk about? Like, it was just so like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was exactly <laughs> as we uh, um, anticipated, lah. Huh? Exactly, and. Yeah. The thing is, you could see it coming from a mile away. I don't know. We'll have to get Aslan back on to ask him what his thoughts were before the game. But mine were definitely that I'd be very surprised if Liverpool took three points. Uh, probably expecting the draw, but wouldn't have been surprised if they'd lost. I think you look at the game, you can just tell that there are two disjointed teams. Nil-nil and draws are no uh, stranger to this fixture. Last season... Liverpool, Chelsea, yeah, were very low both scoring, right? the domestic cup final. Fixtures. Both also nil uh, nil, right? Both were nil nils, yeah. but they couldn't have been. When you talk to people who hate hate football, right? They talk about how can you watch this? There are no goals. This is rubbish. Uh, this is what but the nil nils <laughs> were the greatest advertisement last season. The finals, right? Yeah, were the greatest advertisement for really good football. Good football, yes, true. Um. So yeah, so it's it's funny to see how they've found a different way to find a stalemate uh, by completely being rubbish. Last season they cancelled each other out by being very good. This season they've done the same thing by both being just inept at doing what they need to do. Um, I think there are differing reasons for both those things. So for Liverpool, I think. I mean, this whole season has been disjointed, but then compounded by injuries, compounded by the fact that Klopp is trying to play players into form, he's trying to embed new players, a bit of hunger into the team at the same time. It's just a mess. Chelsea are trying to embed players for the different reason because Todd Bowley just can't stop signing players. The man has a problem. Yeah, it's like a new player uh, every every match. There's a new <laughs> signing, dude. Like literally one hour before recording, they've just confirmed signing Malo Gusto from Lyon, yeah. who's actually a very good player. He's right back. Uh, again, you know, it's very hard to say how these players adapt, but given his age and the type of player he is, I wouldn't be surprised if he hits the ground running. Actually, and it's actually, I mean, out of all the signings, they he's done this one sort of makes sense it's a low risk move he they need cover for Reece oh, James because unfortunately yeah. he's proven that he's not reliable Yeah. so I think quite excited if I was a Chelsea fan the last two signings so if I'm not mistaken that's Malo Gusto and Mudrik I'd be pretty excited but it's not easy for Graham Potter it's really not easy for Graham Potter because everything he had at Brighton mm-hmm. in terms of the stable structure the uh, way they run yeah. This is the complete opposite. Different ball game, bro, for him. Completely. Yeah. Completely different. So what do you think of the uh initials? You know what I mean? I mean obviously he's coming, yeah. he's they're not flying. What are your what are your takeaways so far? For me it's it's a bit too early to say, too early to judge him because what he did at Brighton, uh, he took years to sort of build and everybody was on the same page. 
And then here he is. He's like, like the Wild Wild West, bro. Chelsea, yeah, big name and all. But we don't know how are they organized. Were they as organized as you know Brighton are? You know how much influence does uh, uh, Potter have when it comes to these new signings? You know the recruitment, you know training things like that. You know, so it's very hard to judge him lah. But from what I can, if I'm gonna judge him now, I think it's been, I don't know, kind of underwhelming, right? Don't you think? Well, but again, no. But I think the point you make is is right. The fact that <clears throat> I think we all got recency bias, so we remember his last season at Brighton, and we think you know that was fantastic when they finished ninth. But he he came in nineteen twenty season, if I'm not mistaken. The first two finishes were fifteenth and sixteenth, or the other way around. I can't remember sixteenth or fifteenth. And I think you, it's even harder to do that at a good team at a higher level, you know. So. If we actually look at it, I think I mean obviously he had good spells at his previous clubs and stuff, and he came highly rated anyways. But if you actually look at the form, take away the style of play, take away you know him coaching the players, taking up the different level for actual feasible you know results where they finish in the Premier League table, it was only one season that he did well. Yeah, and then he got a Chelsea move so. That that's not me uh, disparaging him or saying he's a bad manager, but I'm saying that based on like that, you said, yeah. it's gonna take a long time. Time, yeah, it's exactly. really gonna take a long time, and that's not guaranteed either. We've seen so many managers who have a really good structure around them; they shine, and we think pulling them from that structure and bending it into another club is gonna replicate that form, which is often not the case. Yeah, it's not. So many is is so funny that this week actually so many people have been because um, obviously there's a lot of hype about Moises Caicedo right who's currently a Brighton player yeah they signed him for absolutely nothing and now they're you know looking at selling him for some upwards of sixty million pounds he's on apparently three point five thousand pound wage per week and everyone is saying oh you know we should get Brighton scouts oh we should sign Caicedo before he goes to Brighton. But I don't think they've got these superstar scouts. I don't think they've got you know yeah. uh, uh, this magic formula. It's the same thing with Newcastle a few years ago. Uh, sorry, with Leicester a few years ago, and Newcastle tried to sign the Leicester scout, thinking, "Oh, let's bring this guy. He's going to f- uncover the next Mares or whatever." That's not how it works. The way it works is Brighton have a good plan. They've got scouts with a strict. Uh, 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 I don't know portfolio of player to look for to achieve this plan, like a set and they criteria and like yeah, correct. This is mm. the complete opposite of yeah. Chelsea at this yeah. current time. I mean, I if I'm wrong about that, and there is a master plan to all this, obviously. Uh, but I are these his signings? Uh? like I don't know. I really don't know what yeah. what is going on now. I think a lot of even Chelsea fans don't know what the structure is. So Todd Bowley mm. was self-appointed sporting director, and then he stepped down. Uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> So Graham Potter has really come <laughs> into this madness. But the thing so is, you look at Thomas Tuchel was still doing well with this squad, you know. Yeah. Let's not make it, no excuses, like You know, it's still a very good squad. Squad, it's yeah, still a yeah. Squad, with, you know, worth millions of pounds with world class players. So I don't know. It's a tough job. I think any big job is always uh, is very difficult. You look on the other side. I think a Klopp is. For whatever reason, Liverpool are just so shy of making signings. Uh, you know, this is not a, a, an acute problem. This is a problem that's been happening for the last two, three seasons. seasons and now yeah. we're seeing the fruits of it, right? Mm. 
what I don't know what your thoughts were from from the Liverpool Chelsea game from a Liverpool point of view or just recent recently watching them uh, but it's been pretty poor like, in my opinion you know it makes me wonder who are making the decisions of course you know let's let's not forget the fact that Liverpool do have a squad that's not you know at full capacity like right now there's so many injuries you know every time you're starting a different 11 it's always you know chopping and changing obviously that's going to take a toll on things but but what happened though like where's this why is this sudden dip in form where where is it you know what was the root cause of it lah you know like even i don't know like i really don't know i i think it's uh It we talked about it pe- once. You you told me that apparently Klopp doesn't make these decisions anymore when it comes to like tactical things and all that. It's all Pep Linders. You think that's apparent? I mean, apparently lah. There's no way. This is all speculation. Yeah. You know, this is all speculation. This is all Twitter talk. Uh, I don't know, but you know, people are drawing conclusions based on our recent signings. The fact that all of them have been from Portugal, where Pep Linders has a lot of connections. <laughs> the fact that you know Cody Gakpo and stuff. Is a Dutch player, so Peplin. This is a big fan. I don't know. It's all Twitter talk. I don't know what is actually happening. I think um, the ownership also, bro. I think that also is sort of uh, taking a toll on things, lah. You know, with the uncertainty of actually, what was going on actually with the ownership right now? Like who? So I think FSG, who are the current American owners, yeah, they've been looking. I don't know whether actively or passively for either a, a minority stake from someone else. Or a full takeover. Then the rumors have come because the thing is Liverpool are valued somewhere between three and four billion. So you're very limited in who can afford that sale. We are looking at probably countries or state-backed sort of uh, funds. You know, similar to the PSG, similar to the cities. Yeah. And I think Qatar again have been up there. So a lot of that has caused caused a lot of controversy, lah. You know, because. I mean, Liverpool Football Club are very much uh, the fa- the fans have a big big part to play, right? And I think the fans are uh, there's a big contingent of fans who are really want this state backed ownership to come in because they are tired of being outspent in the market. They're tired of uh, you know always having to be. I mean, that relative underdog. Liverpool Football Club is by no means an underdog compared to most of yeah. Football. But in terms of spending wise. I mean, obviously the fans gonna be pissed, lah, bro. You're not gonna pull magic out of your ass every season, man. You know, no, right? no. You cannot. So keep that's up. one side. Like that, that's yeah. correct. So that's one side of it. But the other side of it is a lot of fans are saying that shouldn't come at the cost of uh, someone with I don't know what is that term. Whether com- I don't know if compromise morals is the thing to say or but uh, you know basically is saying a, they mm. they w- they don't want anyone with a bit of money. Uh, to take over the club, and the thing is, pe- most people with three or four billion to spend <laughs> yeah. are not going to have a squeaky clean moral yeah, compass. Yeah, you can't. La, you this know, is a moral asking, high ground issue already, lah. You cannot. Yeah, like, and you yeah. Ha- you can't live in your in your dream. Bro, world. if so everyone's think, cheating on a test and you're not the only one cheating, obviously you're going to fall behind, lah. That's that's how I look at it, lah. You know, like, exactly. Look at, like exactly, you can't, lah, bro. This day <laughs> and age, you is, can't. No, but but the capability to spend. Liverpool has a higher revenue than Man United for the first time in a long time. Yeah. So why are we, you know, no no one is asking you to spend 200 million pounds every season. But we are spending nothing, yeah. you know, absolutely nothing. So you don't need a state funded takeover to be able to afford these type of signings. Yeah. You know, you don't exactly. need that. Exactly, you don't, you don't. You so, definitely don't. 
so and I also the signings bro as of recent right have been do yeah think, do you think Gakpo was as an important signing as you all signing a a midfielder like no def- i mean definitely not I, well i guess the argument for that would be the fact that luis diaz and uh, injured jota nah, are I mean, injured right so we don't have a actual okay. player for the left wing but the thing is gakpo's profile is so different to those two players yeah yeah so uh, i don't know i don't know it's very is a mess lah you know actually is a lot is that yeah. when people ask me for the short answer i just say the club is actually a bit of a mess which again sounds so silly and sounds so negative cause relative to where they've been recently but it really is and the fact that it's come to this in such a short period of time is a real shame uh and the worst part you know worse than that is the fact that it looks even more difficult i don't know how they're going to come out of it you know especially the fact that now the every their rivals around them are all doing very well arsenal are up there united are up there it, it makes the task even harder and i think is a is a big big um hurdle a uh, big hurdle one thing but mm-hmm. also it's it, it it just shows the importance of making signings or uh you know m- investing when you are at the top Yeah, you don't yeah. wait until you're falling like down. Shit really, then only yeah, to plug holes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where we are now. So, uh, if Chelsea fans are unhappy, at least I can tell them at least they're making signings. Signings like, like at least something so, to look forward it's to. It's so yeah. much worse when you're not making signings. Yeah. Um, but enough negativity. I think it's time to move on to the positive side of the game, and we'll talk about Arsenal and Man United. I think we all need a break, so we'll call it there. And see you guys on the other side. Arsenal Man United which actually represent uh you know a top 4 clash uh proved to be everything we were expecting it to be two clubs who whose managers have really really got them playing uh a cohesive brand of football an entertaining brand of football I do I must say um came came against each other I think Arsenal's were favorites going into it but Man United really made a game of it Uh, Viz, what did you think before the game coming into it? Um, obviously, on the pod, I think the last time we recorded, I was still confident that United were going to get a result here. But then, as soon as uh, Casemiro got a yellow card, you know, against Crystal Palace, that's when I started worrying. I'm like, that's when the confidence dipped, and then I was like, you know, these guys look tired. Like the the Crystal Palace game, second half, we look so tired, bro. So I was like, if we can't even finish this game on like a high level, how are we gonna, mm. you know, go to? That's when it hit me, lah. Like, like I had to be real, you know. So honestly, I wasn't confident at all going into the game. I honestly thought we we're gonna lose maybe two, three nil. Not gonna get well, spanked, right? yeah. yeah. But like maybe two nil, three nil. I didn't even expect us to score, bro. But yeah, they, you know, they fought well, lah. You know, they gave it their all. Um, and yeah, no, considering no Casemiro, considering that they only had what, just three days. Compared to Arsenal's whole week, you know, going into that game, uh, I think they did pretty well, lah. If you ask me, uh, uh, let's talk about Casemiro a bit because obviously, the hype is there, saying you know he's made a difference, he's the reason for the uptake in form. But I think that's probably a disservice to the rest of the team and the way Ten Hag has got them playing. Because again, like you said, Casemiro didn't play against Arsenal. You guys played well. Is it just a coincidence that obviously Casemiro has come in, but also everything else has fallen into place as well? Yeah, see, everyone does their role in United. Everyone plays well, but I feel Casemiro is the person that connects everything together, defensively and offensively. Like 
when you look at the goals that we conceded against Arsenal, right? Yeah, you know, it was mainly because the wingers weren't tracking back. But we get away with that because Casemiro's there, bro. He's always there to, you know, just diffuse any sort of danger, number one. And then offensively as well, he's very good at starting counter-attacks. A lot of our goals this season, right, have come from him winning the ball back or him just, as soon as he receives the ball, he's always looking to play a forward pass. You know, people don't, uh, see him as an influence because he's not the person who's always getting the assist. He's always making a pass to Ericsson or Bruno. You know, but, but he's the one who's yesterday. Yeah, two goals he yesterday scores as well. Man. Yeah, How he scores he as well. He's he, got quite a few. Right? I don't think he scored this much or so for Madrid in a single season. No, actually, yeah. No. He's on. I actually don't know how many five, goals he's on. Maybe something five, maybe something. Five, yeah, five goals, four assists, something like that. Which is crazy for for DM. CDM, la, Yeah, for CDM, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Good player. Um, but let's talk about the other side now. Uh, as much as United look good and they have quality and things, I mean, Arsenal look fantastic. Very good. I think fantastic from yeah. Ramsdale all the way to Eddie and Katia, who shout out everyone was thinking when Jesus got injured they'll be in trouble. Yeah, you know we even <laughs> forgot about Jesus, bro, because that's how good <laughs> yeah. they are. Yeah. yeah, no one's asked, you know, when is Jesus back? I mean, I'm sure some Arsenal fans are wondering, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, no one has been like, oh my God, when are, when is Jesus back? When is Jesus back? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Every time I watch Odegaard play, right, I'm like, what a signing. So Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When, when, when he went Madrid and obviously his stock had fallen then and he was going on loan and things, I don't think anyone was really looking at him. Even when Arsenal signed him, people were like, oh, you know, he, this guy probably won't live up to that to the Ac- expectation that high, he had when uh, he was right. 15, 16. Yeah. Fantastic player. And he's captain also. So, huh? like, so good. Yeah. So good. Really, yeah. really good player. Um, what, so obviously, I mean, there is a bit of a gap there now. I think, you know, it'd be fair to say between both the teams. What, what do you think is the difference when you watch the game? Where do you think Arsenal... I don't want to say won the game, but where were they better? You know, which parts of the pitch or what did they do? What do, what, what do you think? Um, overall, they were just... M- better like every department i would say defensively offensively you know out of possession in possession united were very naive in that sense in terms of positional play united were very naive you know they they this is how this exactly how they played against arsenal at old trafford but old trafford you can get away with it because you know you got the crowd and all that but you know at, at arsenal right they just just were one up better lah you know it was very obvious arsenal are just so cohesive bro Every player knows their role. Every, like, the winger can rely on the defender. Defender can rely on the winger. And you can see it's it's a group of players that have been playing for a while together, season after season. And to answer that question simply, right, Ateta has taken three years, right, to build this. Whereas what Ten Hag has done in six months, I think it's also quite good, bro. So you can't expect the same level yeah, of... definitely. You know, and... Um, yeah, Arsenal was just so more organized, definitely. More organized. It's yeah. cra- actually, when I think back at it, uh, it's crazy. I still think the appointment of Arteta was crazy. You know? He had never been a senior, uh, managed a senior team in his career. Arsenal's his, his career first ever. team, right? Yeah, yeah. He's his first team, senior. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Whoever had the insight to. Go through with that appointment. Oh, what a and then, what a master And then back class, him, bro. And then back and him. Back him, back him bro. Like, how it's many cra- two I, seasons in a row he finished eighth and then he finished sixth? I, I don't know if it's Edu or... I don't know who made that call, uh, you know, but wow. 
absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's a nice story, you know. If he wins the league, ah, uh, he'll be the youngest manager crazy. to win the league, and it's like absolutely crazy. Yeah. Do you remember when people were laughing at Ben White for fifty million pounds? Yes, he's so good, ah. Huh? They've transformed he's, his. He's he great. was centre back, what? But now he plays right back, and he's damn right good. Back, he's yeah. Great. You know when they signed Ramsdale, uh, Ramsdale also for they fifty million what? pounds. People were saying that's not what we need. You know, yeah, it's not the signing we need. We need reinforcements elsewhere. I remember I was making fun of Ramsdale, bro. Like, yeah, thirty something million, ah, uh, for Ramsdale. Thirty million, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, even we were saying, you know, is is that what they need to be spending on when yeah. they have got Leno there? And yeah, they had Leno somewhere. Yeah, I yeah. just is crazy. It's one of those things. I can't remember a time when a football club has gone so against the grain in so many decisions and got it and right. And it uh. worked out. Wow, it's fantastic. It's yeah. actually great. It's very hard to find yourself not supporting them um, as a neutral, uh, yeah. right? As a neutral, yeah. yeah. I get what it's you're crazy. saying. Man. I think as long as I stayed off Twitter and I didn't see Arsenal fans on Twitter, right? I'd yeah, really I'd want, want Arsenal to win. Yeah, same here, <laughs> yeah. bro. Same here. <laughs> like imagine for me, it's like if oh City win three titles back to back, or do I have to face all these Arsenal fans that I bullied in school? You know, like yeah, <laughs> bro, it's damn hard, bro. It's damn yeah. hard. It's a hard choice, lah. Definitely. But let's take some positive from United. Rashford is on fire. He's really playing well. What, what, I mean, obviously, the last two seasons haven't been great for him. He's been in and out, a lot of injuries. But at a minute, he's playing fantastic football. Why do you think that is? We spoke about this the last point. It's basically because everybody is playing well. He's playing well. Yeah. So and like, uh, yeah. he's, I think um, it also boils down to the fact that, of course, his development in the training ground. I think Eric has looked at him and sort of, you know, is molding him lah. To a certain extent, you know, training him to get in those positions, I think that's the biggest factor. Like when they interviewed him, um, Eric Ten Hag said, "Is actually he's not uh, what huh? he said. I'm not Harry Potter. It's because of Rashford. Don't take the credit away from Rashford. He's very confident. <laughs> he said my job is to train him to put him in the right position. Everything mm. else is up to him. You know, his finishing yeah. and everything, because his decision making also is not where I want it to be, but definitely much better than what it was, bro." And not just yeah. him. Look at Bruno. Bruno's not simply whacking balls and losing possession if you realise, you know. Like, yeah. everybody's just one-up ready, lah, bro. Like, really. Not just Rashford. Everyone's playing well, actually. Everyone's playing well. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of the game, mm. uh, my memory is a bit hazy about the order which it went to. So, I know it went to 2-2. Two, two. So, Arsenal score first. Yeah. Arsenal Do they sco- go 2-0 no, no, no. up United, or one 1-1? United score first. And then, was that Martinez header first? No, no. It was the Rashford. Um, so, what happened was... Uh, Rashford got the ball in the middle and then he sort of beats Partey with some skill. Yes, and, and then he takes the shot from yeah, far out. It was a mad goal. Okay, Very nice goal. Fine. And, and then, then six Saka mi- scores the six amazing... Minutes, no, no, no. Six minutes later, um, so Arsenal kept doing this, this ent- the entire game. Uh, Rashford and uh, Anthony didn't track back, you know, to support the full-backs, okay? So there was always space in between. And Arsenal kept exploiting that space. They'll go narrow, then they'll go wide. They'll go narrow, they'll go wide. So they did that, came to Odegaard, Odega went wide to Zaka. Zaka crossed it in, and then uh, Nketiah was there at the back post. And then they equalized 1 1. Right, okay. And then went into second half. Then, second half, I think coming out, you know, like it was still even. Arsenal had m- most of the ball, of course, but actually they didn't do anything. There was no shots on target, nothing, like nothing great, yeah, you know. No until chances until that out point. of nowhere, bro, Saka pulls the one outside the box. What a finish. What a mad play, finish. Man. What Again, we don't see Rashford. We don't see any of the wingers trying to help stop track back. that from mm-hmm. happening, lah. You know, 
he scores. And then again, six minutes later, we get that corner. And then Martinez scores Martinez that, does a looping that looping header. header. But I think after that header, right, I think United out of gas ready, bro. We looked like we just wanted to hold on and sort of just try and take the draw. And it was very evident that Arsenal were the only team that really wanted to take all three points. Like they're willing to risk it. And they had one chance where I think Odegaard put Enketia through 1v1. Like, it wasn't yes. 1v1, but, like, he was just in front of the goal, bro. He yes, took a and shot. Degea. Yeah, and Degea made one yes, mad save. And that's when I told myself, okay, la, if another chance like this, we are losing this game. I was prepared already. Yeah. And then it came in again, la, bro, and, and, and Ketia got the winner. Deservedly, la, they won Deservedly, the game based yeah. on the chances. And I mean, yeah. these are the type of results that you need to get to win a league, you know, sometimes. Yes, definitely. And the thing, I think the Emirates... I don't know, maybe Arsenal fans will disagree, but I think since they've moved to the Emirates, it's not really been a place that people fear going, but at the minute, the atmosphere is rocking. Yeah, it's not easy to go Arsenal there and do something. Are really, really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, it's really, really... It's nice to see. It's very nice to see. I think the way City are playing still... Yeah, But you know what, uh, what I tell myself? Like, okay, United, they go away to play undoubtedly the best team in the league right now, away at home. And still, you know, we managed to try to grind out a 2-2 and then they needed a 90-minute winner at home, you know, to Emirates. I want to see how they play against City because they still have two fixtures, you know. I want to see how they can... Will they dominate? And, you know, I'm very, mm. very excited to see that. It's a good probably. litmus test. It's a good litmus test for yeah. sure. But City uh, need but to I be up for it also. City, City, like, kind of ass, you know. Well, yeah, I don't think City are as good as they have been. Uh, I mean, they beat them on Friday. Obviously, it's the FA yeah. Cup game. There were quite a few changes in the teams. Yeah. But that's going to be... I mean, we've been saying this for weeks, right? Those two fixtures are going to be very important in deciding... And it's coming soon, right? The outcome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the first fixture is in two weeks' time. Like two weeks' time, yeah. And is who's playing home first? I think City home. Uh? Uh, I can have a look, but while I have a look... I think if City won... How wanna... do you think... Um, I mean, we're, like we said, we're, half, we're more than halfway past. How do you think this Arsenal side looks compared to recent champions, so the Liverpool and City sides of uh, recent times? No, like, that's, you see, that's what annoys me about Arsenal fans, you know, the way that Arsenal fans talk. I mean, they have every right. La, so it's Arsenal at home on the 15th of February. Oh, Arsenal at home? Yeah. Okay, that would be interesting la, to watch. Yeah, like, go on. So like I said, what annoys me about Arsenal fans is the way they talk, right? It's like, this is the greatest Premier League team ever that you're going to see, you know, they're like so dominant, so this, so that, but clearly they are not at the levels of where Liverpool were when they won the league, where City were when they won the league. You know, they might just prove me wrong and suddenly get... Can they still get 100 points? Can I? Well, yeah, technically... Well, so they are 19 played and they're on 15 points. So even if they just... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Huh? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's because what, I remember... I mean, I'm trying to... they just emulate the first half, yeah. they'll, they'll be on 100 points. So Yeah. But they are good. They are good. La. Don't I don't want to take that away from them. They are a very, very good team. But uh, not I just that good, la, you know. Like you see yeah. City, you see Liverpool, la. When they attack, right, it's scary, you know, bro. They win the second balls. Like, Arsenal do that as well. But they're always peppering your goal, you know. They're always forcing the keeper to make saves, that, this, you know. But with Arsenal, I don't know if you see... I don't know, maybe I'm just talking about the United game or not. But because the United game, they weren't peppering United's goal. Diaz didn't have to make any saves besides that one and Ketia one and the goals only, you know. So I, I, I guess, well, I, 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 I do... I think I do agree with you in the sense that I don't think... We'll see how the rest of the season goes, but I don't think they are as dominant a force as uh, Liverpool and City were. So I don't think... 
Uh, again, it's hard to say because they're playing Europa League. It's such a shame, actually, they're playing Europa League and not Champions League because obviously City and Liverpool, when they both won the leagues, they were, they were also the, both the, they, yeah. they were the top two teams in Europe as Ro- well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I think the, uh, the argument for one side is that... You, so you, I would say United are probably third best team. Mm. And after City, lah, right? After City. Yeah. But when Liverpool and City won the league, the third best team, I don't think is as good as Man United this season so far. Also true. La. You know, maybe, yeah. I don't know. But then the other side of the argument is the second place team, so whether it was City on top or Liverpool on top, the second place team as it is, were better than this City side this season. Mm. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know which yeah. one is more important. I don't know. Yeah. We, are, we, are, we are going to details now. We can yeah. keep going in circles, right? So there are diff- very different ways different, of looking yeah. at it. But all that matters at the end of the day is whether you win the league title. League or not, yeah. Right? You don't have to be the greatest league, yeah. ever. You don't have to. It doesn't matter. Go ask Ferguson yeah. whether he cares about yeah. whether he... He doesn't give a shit, points. bro. He doesn't give a yeah. shit. He, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It doesn't you matter. win the league with 78 points like Leicester did, you win the league. You league know? No yeah. one else... Like that. That's that's the only stat that matters. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting. I think we've got definitely got quite a few weeks of... Uh, Interesting results to look at, uh, but we're going to look at what just one game in the upcoming week to to finish off. Uh, just cause I think before we record, then only we'll be talking about the big Arsenal City fixture. So don't worry about that. We'll talk about Spurs City because that's coming up next week. Spurs again faltering under Antonio Conte. I can't. I've been saying this for about a year now. I can't get a read on them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're a good side, if I'm being honest. But because they have the quality, because Harry Kane is actually having uh, under right the radar, very good yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. They keep getting, you know, keep picking up points. They, I mean, they're way above Liverpool and Chelsea. But uh, they play City. City are uh, away if I'm not mistaken. But again, it represents a banana skin for City in uh, their chase of Arsenal. So Arsenal fans will definitely have a keen eye on this game. How do definitely. you see it going? Uh, I think City have to win this game, bro. Okay, you see, if you look at the reverse fixture, which was just played, I think, what, a few days ago, 10 days ago, at the time of recording. Yeah. I think uh, City were up, eh, sorry, Spurs were up 2-0. And then City came in the second half, wrecked them, scored four goals, and yeah. then ended up 4-2. So I'm trying to take that into account, as well as Spurs doing the double over them last season. You know, it's like a bogey team la, for City. Yeah. But if City are really serious about, you know, wanting to win the league and chasing Arsenal, they have to win this game, bro. And I feel yeah. that they will. La. That's what I feel. Spurs are one of those sides, right? No matter how many signings they've made, uh, you still look at their team and they're like, yeah, you need about another five, yeah. six signings. Why? Uh? Why is I that? Uh? <laughs> I really don't know. I really don't know. They've just signed uh, Danjuma from Villarreal. He was on loan at Bournemouth, if I'm not mistaken. They called him back and then have loaned him out to Spurs now with the chance to re-sign him. He was a player when he was playing for Villarreal, I think two seasons ago. He was banging in goals and then obviously, he's, I don't know, he's not found a form in since then uh, but interesting signing as always Spurs have the players to beat anyone on their day la. you know it's just that I don't think they yeah, are some games they can just turn up bro like out of nowhere yeah, just yeah, I, magic, but I just know? think their attack is great but the opposite side of the pitch is awful uh. yeah, it's very bad. is just not a good keeper yeah, he's a sham, bro. I still yeah. don't understand how he's first team France keeper, bro. Like I don't. Thank God it, he didn't win those two World Cups. I don't know if I said it on the last pod, but thank God, man. Because we'll be looking back at it in a few years as if he was one of the greatest keepers <laughs> to ever play the game. Which thank God. I mean, even one World Cup, the fact that he's won it is as captain. Yeah, as captain. Crazy, <laughs> oh my man. God! But it just shows you, you know, sometimes football is just your luck, you know. 
Yeah, right place, right it's time. It's just you know? your luck. Because <laughs> yeah. any other decent keeper, and he would wouldn't be anywhere close to the starting eleven. Oh um, God! But yeah, we digress. Anyway, so let's get predictions in. So Vis has taken extended his lead at the top in the score predictor as he predicted Man United to beat City two one. So he's on thirteen points. I'm on eight, and Kaiser is on three. Kaiser's on uh, three. Oh Kaiser's my on three. God! But that's unfair, lah. Because you know he's in Liverpool depression, so right. <laughs> your judgment is all. Uh, he keeps predicting Liverpool to win every game. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Um, but anyways, he's actually he's just uh, he's given his prediction for this. Um, oh nice for this game. He, did, he huh? thinks City three nil. Vis, what is yours? I. I think uh, City two nil. Two nil. I think Harry Kane will score. So I'm going to go with three one. Three one. Three one. Yeah, mm. I think they they will lose, but I think Spurs might score again. Um, Fair. But yeah, anything to add? No, bro. No, fantastic. So that wraps us up. We have to. Uh, we apologize for the uh, fantasy league winners. We've been uh, yeah procrastinating on posts. Yeah. yeah, procrastinating on yeah. it. We will get all that out in the next week or so, and then we'll be up to date. Uh, otherwise, um, yeah, it's been the Baller Boy. See you guys soon. Sony is very lucky. That his father is a better person than Oli, and I think you 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 are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day, he's the biggest fool in Manchester, and that is you, David Moyes. Football heritage. No one <laughs> wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. <laughs>